Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust, Destination Debbie. Welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on all social media platforms at the Ben Eby. You ready to take flight? We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. What's going on, Elite Seekers? Episode 32 is here. Let's get it going. I am going to have fun here. We are going to talk about one of the last opportunities we have when we're looking at guys coming out of high school before they hit the college football regular season for the first time ever. And yes, this is a process. You know, we can go through guys film in high school and do all the digging we can as far as interviews and and what they're about on, on the mental side, what they're about on the work ethic side, what they're like in the weight room, how they show up on the field. Like, are they a baller? Are they just stepping on the field and then making plays across the board? Looking at how they're going to grow into their bodies, what type of frames do they have, things like that. But one last opportunity we have for the guys that we may have missed or to look at guys we've been talking about, but to get an idea of what happens once they step on campus is our camps so we know there's already been spring practices the early enrollees get involved and that's always a great sign especially when you're talking about a young guy coming out of high school gives them a great opportunity to really get their feet under them understand what the college game is going to be all about what it's like to be in the weight room get on the nutrition program living life as a college student compared to a high school student so getting on campus just in general figuring out what the campus is like, where do I go to eat, where do I go for class, all of those things that you might take for granted but are a big piece of these guys developing into major players down the road. They have to figure those things out, be able to juggle and really balance everything. So then we fast forward to this fall camp, to summer practices, and really as close as we get to the regular season and college football just taking off. So Now you get to hear about guys and what they do in August really is going to allow you to have a good understanding if they can see the field as a true freshman. And that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to take a look at some guys that we haven't talked about yet. Some of these guys may have been playing other positions in high school. Some may be three stars. So, you know, not the typical four or five stars that we're looking at. But at the end of the day, they've done something to get their coach's attention, and they've allowed themselves the opportunity to see the field early. And I cannot speak how important that is when you're talking about the development of these players that you're trying to project to make the NFL. So getting on the field early is a big, big first step. It's not the end-all, be-all. Like There's going to be situations where guys sit early on, especially in big programs, and that's okay. But this is a great opportunity to see the talent really coming in hitting the ground running, kind of getting all those things we talked about earlier in the episode, um, you know, organized in their mind and just getting a rhythm of what college football is all about. So this is a fun one. Uh, Some of these guys, you know, you got to start paying attention to. Most of your drafts will be over if you're playing in Debbie or Campus to Canton style fantasy football leagues. But that's okay. Whether you're a college football fan, just trying to figure out who's coming in, who's going to see the field this year or you're already scouting for those Debbie or campus to Canton teams, 
next year. This is going to be a very important episode for you because I think there really is some diamonds in the rough. There's some guys here that due to, you know, switching positions or, you know, just not being as high of a recruit, according to a lot of these recruiting services, they're going to surprise some people and just come out of nowhere. So if you can get ahead of the game, know who they are just by rocking with us here at Elite Seekers, it is going to be a game changer for you. So without further ado, let's get right into it. We're going to head over to Nebraska. First up, let's talk about wide receiver Kamonte Grimes. He just got listed at six foot three, 200 pounds. By the recruiting services, he was listed at 6'2". So coming in a little bit bigger. And this guy is built to hit the field from day one. He is, he is just a monster of a wide receiver. And he moves so smoothly. He is a big-time athlete that played both defensive back and wide receiver. So one of those reasons why I think you, know, you didn't get a chance to see Kamonte rise up those boards as much as I think he probably deserved to. He has a little bit of the Cordero Patterson to his game, in my opinion. And I know that probably scares a lot of you off, but Cordero Patterson is a hell of an athlete. Now, we're not going to see the exact speed from Camante. I don't think he's going to develop to that type of speed. But when you watch Camante run, when he runs his routes, when he's you know returning punts, which is a big part of his game at that size, it just really reminds you of the smoothness of Cordero Patterson, the ability to, you know, ever so slightly make an adjustment and just change directions while keeping top end speed. So he's a guy that I really like. I think he's very underrated. Uh, you saw a lot of schools come after him too, some big schools. He did choose Nebraska over schools like Kentucky and Maryland and Miami and Michigan. Uh, thank goodness we didn't see him end up at Michigan. I'm always uh, pretty pretty worried about that one until until we're. Uh, told differently right or, or shown differently but let's let's have high hopes for this kid uh coming in at nebraska i already saw a highlight of him going up in in a contested catch situation uh and just come down with it with a defensive back all over him so really shows a great ability to use his size one of my favorite things about him aside from how smooth of an athlete he is and and really taking off with the speed that he shows is his ability to adjust when the ball's in the air uh, if the ball's thrown behind him, he shows a great ability to kind of reach back, contort his body, stick those long arms out there, and, and really use great hands to bring that ball in. It's just fun to watch. This guy has a high ceiling. I still can't believe why he wasn't rated higher. I mean, you're looking at a kid that probably will see the field early on. Uh, again, the camp reports are amazing already on, on Camonte. And I think you need to be paying attention. I know Nebraska isn't, isn't that school we usually go to for the big time playmakers, but Camonte is going to put them on the map. I promise you that he is a great true freshman. So pay attention to Camonte Grimes, six foot three, 200 pounds out of Naples, Florida. Now, we usually don't do this too much unless we're talking about some of the big time schools like your Alabamas, your Ohio States, etc. But we're going to stick with Nebraska here. We're going to also stick with the wide receiver position. Another true freshman coming to them that is just a monster. Latrell Neville, six foot, 495 pounds out of Fresno, Texas. This guy is huge. And early reports in camp, 
is he is unguardable one-on-one. He's just tearing up the DBs using that size. Now, you know, they're very, very different wide receivers. Latrell versus Camante. Latrell is much more of a raw route runner. You know, he doesn't have the same smoothness to his game that I see with Camante. But Latrell gets it done. He is he's showing ability just to use this, this athleticism that he has to go and get open for his quarterback. Now, one reason I, I believe he was definitely lower when it comes to the recruiting services is his production. I mean, he's coming off of a weird COVID year where he had 21 catches for 270 yards, right? So that's nothing that you're going to go and write home about. It's something that you're like, hey, what the heck happened? But again, these guys are playing eight-game seasons, so weirder things come up. So yes, it's definitely a concern for me, but when you start to look at the schools that were all over Latrell, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, LSU, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and he ends up in Nebraska. That's crazy to me. So Latrell is a guy that if those schools that I just listed for you are paying attention to Latrell and you go and watch what he's doing and then you go and listen to him being unguardable one-on-one in fall camp, you have to pay attention. You got to mark it down. You got to put this one in the books and you got to go see what happens with Latrell Neville. This is a guy that could be a big time riser as he develops into the position, as he learns to run better routes, as he plays with better players around him, plays with a better quarterback. All of these things are going to make a huge difference for him. And he's already going after early playing time. So if he sees the field with all those things that he still needs to get better at as a true freshman, you know there's big time, big time potential and a big time ceiling. So go pay attention. Go check out some games this year. Keep listening and keep rocking with us because we'll tell you what's going on. But Latrell Neville is a guy you need to know. I feel like this is a Nebraska-themed episode, but this is not going to be another player for Nebraska. There's just a connection there, so we're just going to keep that going. We're talking about another wide receiver, six foot one, 197-pound, Keegan Johnson, and he's at Iowa. So Keegan Johnson is a, is a guy where his Nebraska roots are because that's where he was raised, in Bellevue, Nebraska. His dad was a fullback at Nebraska from 1991 to 1995. Brother C.J. Johnson played wide receiver at Wyoming 2015 to 2018. And you might have heard of his brother more recently, the other brother, K. Johnson, wide receiver for South Dakota State from 2017 to 2020. He was an undrafted free agent, a high-priority undrafted free agent at that, and he is signed with the Seattle Seahawks, but he is a hell of a player in his own right, so definitely someone I think we will see stick with the Seahawks, but hey, cuts are coming, so who knows. Um, Keegan, man, Keegan Johnson is is a star in the making, and I think you're going to see him on the field early. He consistently takes the top off defenses and he is a guy that just kind of does it all he has great short area quickness amazing hands really good job at at going and getting the ball away from his body so you could tell his whole family is just athletic and and has done a good job at the wide receiver position specifically when you're when you're looking at his brothers but this guy really just kind of did it all as a as a senior it's kind of crazy what he was able to do because they really didn't play that many games they played seven games he was able to put up over 1,300 yards, 
and 17 touchdowns in just those seven games. It's really crazy to see. His team was was amazing. They were 29 and three over the last three years and really kind of did it all. He is a guy that I think will step right in and have a chance to fill that Amir Smith-Marset role. Shout out to Jay Rich at Destination Debbie and FTN as Jay Rich loves him some Amir Smith-Marset who has a chance to be the third wide receiver this year for the Minnesota Vikings. So, you know, Iowa is putting out some talent, some guys with speed uh, like Amir Smith-Marset. So I think Keegan Johnson has the ability, the size to kind of step into that role early on. Yes, he's a freshman. Yes, he's going to have to go through growing pains, but I think there's an opportunity. He's 6'1". He already bulked up. He was listed at 180 pounds in high school, already listed at 197 on the Iowa website. So you definitely see the work ethic there. And that's what you hear about this kid. You hear about a crazy work ethic and just a understanding of football beyond his years. But when you look at you know what his family has done in football, it just makes a lot of sense. So Keegan Johnson is a wide receiver that we got to pay attention to. I'm telling you, go check out some film on Keegan Johnson. He's fun to watch. His high school tape was, was great. He just can do it all. He's going to be a guy that can beat you in the slot. He can beat you outside. Doesn't matter. That versatility partnered with that speed and those hands. I just think, you know, we're, we got the makings of a guy who's going to be really, really good for a long time, be a star in college and have a great chance to be an earlier round pick coming from a school that, you know, you're probably not looking for the superstar wide receivers. So just pay attention. Keegan Johnson's going to learn a lot from his brother that is with the Seahawks right now. And he's going to continue to learn at the University of Iowa. I am excited for this one. This is the best guy I'm going to talk about today. So I had to save my best for last. That is Caleb Hood, the freshman running back you should have been talking about the whole time at North Carolina. Yes, if you've been in any Devi drafts, any campus to Canton drafts, you're probably seeing Kamaro Edmonds go. He's a, another true freshman there who has some talent, really does. But Caleb Hood went under the radar because he was a big-time quarterback who transitioned when he moved to North Carolina, transitioned to the running back position. He was an early enrollee, so he was already on campus in January. Bypassed playing football senior year. Coming out of Rockingham, North Carolina, Caleb is listed at 5'11", 230 pounds. That's a big boy. Real big. And some of the things he's able to do with the flexibility he shows in his hips, with his speed and strength and balance, is just crazy. Oh yeah, he could throw the rock pretty well too. He led his team to a 13-1 record as a junior. Okay, Winning the conference title, made it to the third round of the playoffs. That year he threw for 2,100 yards, 21 touchdowns in the air, and he rushed for 976 yards while adding on another 16 touchdowns. Just crazy. This guy put up over 6,300 passing yards, 59 touchdowns in the air, to go along with 1,900 rushing yards and 27 touchdowns over his three years as a high school player. Absolutely insane numbers. He is a guy that is just a winner. And what's scary is how fast he really is. Okay? Caleb Hood already has a 40 time of 4.4. Then he came up at his huge size, followed that up at the end of 2020 with an electronic time of 4.52. Wait, what? So we're talking about a kid 
That's Saquon Barkley's size. And he already has a 40 time of 4.4, which, oh yeah, Saquon Barkley ran a 4.4. Now, I'm not saying this is the next Saquon Barkley, but let me tell you this. Dad played for North Carolina from 1998 to 2001, okay? If you go and check out some film on Caleb Hood or you hit me up, I will show you a couple plays that have me thinking Saquon Barkley before I even looked at some of these times. Just the way he was able to kind of move his leg and with how big his quads are, just kind of move his leg over a defender and quickly bounce out to the left to avoid the next defender coming as a quarterback. Just crazy little things that I think as he grows into this position, if, if North Carolina does uh, what they did with Javante Williams as far as development goes, with Michael Carter as far as development goes, Caleb Hood could be as special as they come. And nobody's talking about him. So you got to really go and dig deep. Listen to what's going on. And, and I'm not even going to tell you f- my own self. I'm going to let the running backs coach at North Carolina tell you himself. Here's what Larry Porter had to say on Caleb Hood so far. Um, he's, not, he's not disappointed us. Um, he's been a pleasant surprise. Um, he's trending upward in a very, very fast way. Um, He's a young man from day one. He came in and and completely understood what he needs to do to put himself in position to play, which is learn the offense. And he was uh, very, very um, aggressive in in doing so. And and so as the spring begun, you know, and we got going, you can tell that, um, you know, he had really been studying because his mistakes were very, very minimum, but also it was the experience that was lacking and, He's gained confidence as he's gotten more experience in just, you know, each run, each protection, each passing concept. Um, and I think that, you know, going forward, and, you know, from, from a future standpoint, that um, he's going to be, uh, you know, a joy to watch. I really do believe that. And we're very, very happy to have him. So there you have it. Caleb Hood is already just blowing people away at North Carolina. And, and I think you're going to see him come in and, Play snaps right behind Ty Chandler, the transfer from Tennessee, who I think is going to have a good year there, grad transfer. But Caleb is the future. And Caleb is going to get on the field because they're going to play up-tempo. And they love to get more than one running back involved at North Carolina. So this is a guy you got to be all over. I'm telling you, be aggressive. If he's already on the team somehow, which I highly doubt, make sure you go out there and get him. But if you're a North Carolina fan, bravo to you. You have another stud. I know you're probably a little worried when you lose a Javante Williams and a Michael Carter, but this guy will make up for it, and he might be better than both of them. I'm going to call that right now. I just love uh, everything I'm hearing from a work ethic. I love what I see. I think there's so much potential, and he's so raw as a runner. It's just going to be really fun to watch him develop. So Caleb Hood, man, whoo, that's a dude. I'm telling you, go out there. Make sure you watch some North Carolina games. Check him out this year. It's time. It's that time. Got to get into the into the quote of the show and get out of here. I really appreciate you guys uh, letting me take a week off. Um, it was kind of crazy out here. We got a lot of forest fires and stuff up here in BC. So I've been having to deal with those, uh, checking out evacuation alerts that have been close to where we live. So wild, wild week. That's why you didn't get an episode from us last week. But we're back and we're uh, continuing to push through this summer. So it's a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody that reached out. And if you ever got questions, continue to send them my way. I always respond. 
Uh, I'll make sure to get back to you as soon as possible. But let's end it right here with the quote of the show. If you get tired, learn to rest, not to quit. Keeping it simple this week. A lot of people got big goals and, and big goals take a lot of time and effort. Sometimes we get burnt out because life starts happening and tries to knock you off track. I know how that goes. And I'm telling you, just learn how to rest. It's okay to work out a little bit at a time. It's okay to take time for yourself and just re-energize what you're doing. So make sure you, you spend some time, you schedule some time on rest, on R&R, on you know, going out there and recharging your batteries because it's so, so important. So thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. This was episode 32. That's all we got for you. Elite Seekers out. Out.